This is the Employment Hour with Lior Samfuru and John Scholes on Talk Radio, AM 640. We are ready to rock you right between the eyes. Another edition of the Employment Hour here, the Monday night edition, 416-870-6400, star 640. On sale, you have uh, questions about employment, about severance, about how much you should be getting, everything under that topic we cover here on the show and have been for about three and a half years. So call through and talk to us. The uh, lines are wide open to take your phone calls tonight. We'll get to a very cool tool called the Severance Pay Calculator here in just a bit. But as we start every show, Lior, we do it with the week that was. That's right, John. And, you know, our Monday edition of the show, always, always a real pleasure here. You know, we'll add, keep adding days because I just enjoy it so much. We'll do <laughs> the Tuesdays and Thursdays and, and, and Fridays. I'll get a divorce, but that's fine. We still you. need to educate <laughs> you too, right? Settle down. That's okay. We'll still have each other, John, so it'll be fine. That's right. Uh, but no, happy to be back here to talk about employment law and workplace rights. These are serious topics. These are topics that impact people. Uh, these are topics where, you know, if something goes wrong, it's really going to affect you. So we really want to educate everyone here, employers and employees, and about your legal rights and obligations. So if you're driving home now from work and didn't have a good day and wondering whether my employer can do something to me, give us a call. We'll answer all your questions right here. And let me start off with two situations, John, briefly that I saw this week. Uh, the first one involved a lady that, uh, that sent me an email saying that um, what happened in her workplace, they always got paid overtime after 40 hours a week. Uh, and uh, they all worked, her and her colleagues worked a lot of overtime. They got paid every time, time and a half after 40 hours a week. And that has been going on for years and years and years. Well, just recently, in the last week or so, the employer uh, made a decision. We're not going to pay overtime except unless you work more than 44 hours a week. And so for the first four, you don't get paid overtime. After that, we'll start paying you overtime. And for everyone, this impacted them significantly. We're literally talking about thousands of dollars over a period of a year that they're going to be making less now because of this change. And she wanted to know whether that was legal. Now, this is very interesting. The reason why it's interesting is an employer is not legally required to pay overtime except after 44 hours a week. Mm -hmm. So an employer can absolutely say, I'm not going to pay overtime uh, unless you work 44. But if the employer decides to be more generous and say, I'm going to pay you 40 hours uh, overtime after 40. Forget about 44. I'm a good guy. I'm going to do it after 40 hours. Once the employer does that, John, Mm -hmm. it can change its mind. It can't say, well, now I want to go back to the 44-hour rule. Uh, you can't do that because now you're changing the terms of employment. Yep. So what I told this lady is, no, your employer cannot do that. If you were hired initially on the basis that overtime is only paid after 44 hours a week, no problem. Your employer cannot just change that now. So that's a constructive dismissal. So she now will decide and her colleagues whether they want to accept this change, continue working, or whether they want to treat this as a constructive dismissal. So remember, your employer can't change the terms of your employment, even if the terms of employment are more generous than they would otherwise have to be. Right. It's simply not allowed. They set a precedent, yeah. Yeah, it becomes it becomes your job, terms of employment. So uh, so can't do that. What else you second got? Situa- yeah, second situation, John. So last week, if you remember, on the Monday show, my colleague David Vaughn hosted right at the end. He had yep. a call from an employer that was complaining about certain things. One of the things he said, you know, I have a, an employee that, that's always late and attendance problems and, you know, it's so hard to deal with it. So I had a call uh, earlier, the, uh, well, actually, actually earlier this morning, believe it or not, uh, from someone in, in a very similar situation, an employee who was actually fired for cause. Uh, he was fired for cause because 
he kept being late for work. Yep. And he, he kept being late for work and missed a lot of work over, over, you know, an hour here, half hour there. But here's the thing, John. His employer never did anything about it. They never wrote him up, never suspended him, never gave him a warning, nothing. They just said, hey, Bob, come on. You know, you know when to come into work, do a better job. And eventually they said enough is enough and they let him go for cause. And he wanted to know, of course, is that cause? And I told him, well, it isn't. And it isn't cause because your employer was lazy. Your employer didn't do what it was supposed to do. It didn't build up its case. It didn't write you up, provide you warnings. You have to do that. You can't ignore your legal obligations as an employer and then complain about it, right? right. There's a way to do things. Cause is very, very difficult to establish, uh, very difficult. And if your employer wants to establish that, they have to do the work. Uh, so in this case, the employer didn't do the work. And because of that, John, there was no cause, even though what he did was bad. He was late all the time. That's not a good thing. But you still have to do your work. You can't just jump straight to the finish line. You have to get there some, somehow. Lines are open now, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll take a quick break. We're going to get right back into the severance pay calculator. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Give us a call. We have open lines. We have uh, employment concerns. Bring them on. We're just getting warmed up. The Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. It's right here at Talk Radio, AM 640. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred or star six forty on cell. This is the Employment Hour with Lior Samfuru and John Scholes on Talk Radio AM six forty and HD Radio seven fourteen. Here the Employment Hour. Yeah, we're having I think a couple phone issues. Please endeavor to try four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Under technology, eh? Got you under its thumb, but uh, we're trying to get you on the air here. Uh, ask your questions as soon as you can. In the meantime, you can email us, help at employmenthour.com. So severance pay calculator, what a tool this is, eh? Yeah, that's right, Johnny. Thank you. And uh, obviously, the severance pay calculator was created, designed to inform. That's all mm-hmm. it is. It's an educational tool. It's there to give you information that you need to have. Just like this show, we give information every week. We try to help people. That's what the calculator does. So severancepaycalculator.com. Find out how much you're owed if you lost your job. If you're concerned about losing your job, maybe uh, it's going to happen down the road, or maybe you're not. Maybe you just want to know. You're just curious to see, hey, how much am I going to be owed if I lost my job tomorrow? You go to severancepaycalculator.com, you input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you find out right there how many months of compensation you're owed. It's accurate. It's free to use. It takes seconds, literally, to do this. So everyone should go there. Check it out. Uh, Any comments, let me know. Otherwise, uh, have that in your back pocket. If you know someone that lost their job, uh, tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. And like we like to you know, reiterate every time we talk about the calculator and the fact that uh, if the number there looks large, uh, don't be scared. It's not a bug in the system. The algorithm is correct, and that is the number it's supposed to be, yeah? It is exactly that. You know, I've had people always, uh, well, often uh, con- concerned that, wait a second, this number is different than what the Ministry of Labor says. Right. The reason it's different is because this calculates your full entitlements. What the Ministry of Labor calculates or tells you, it's about your minimum entitlements. It's a huge, huge difference. So, yes, it is accurate. I stand behind it. Uh, it it's not controversial. Uh, check out severancepaycalculator.com. There's something uh, we also uh, haven't mentioned in, in, in quite some time, and I'm sure you get a ton of feedback with it as well. That's terminationquestions.com as well. Sometimes when you're calling through the radio station and you don't get your call through, you're a little bashful. You want to find a place to uh, throw your questions to Lee, or you can go to terminationquestions.com. There's a drop-down menu. Chances are it's been asked, and it's been answered as well. But if not, you can throw one in there. You guys will get back to them right away. 
Yeah, that's right. You know, we, we only are on the show. Well, we're on the show quite a bit, but we're still only on the show, not all the time and not 24 hours a day uh, until I have my way at least. And so for the times we're not on the show, terminationquestions.com. It's free. It's anonymous. Ask a question. We'll answer usually within men- minutes. Uh, check it out. It's completely free. Again, informing, advising, empowering people. Uh, we're going to continue with things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but Lior will. Uh, here's uh, here's one to get the uh, the night started. You are likely owed much more severance than what you've been offered. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. And I wanted to start with the big one, start with the bang. Uh, this is the big one. This is the reason, ultimately, three and a half years ago, John, I wanted to do this show. Mm-hmm. Because every single day, people accepted thousands, tens of thousands of dollars less than what they were legally owed. Uh, Because they didn't know any better. And because their employer may have told them, no, no, that's all you get. Well, guess what? Now you know better. And and you are owed more severance. 90%, 95% of people, when they are let go, are offered completely inadequate severance. And by the way, John, when I say inadequate, I'm not saying, well, you should have been given six months severance, you were offered five. I'm saying you should have been given six months severance, you were offered six weeks severance. That's what I'm talking about here. So because of that, you have to have to get some legal advice, use the severance calculator, because when you lost your job, that's severance. That money is so important. It's the money that's going to carry you until you find another job. You need that money. So uh, don't ever hesitate to, to take your time to learn what you're uh, owed, uh, and don't be concerned about deadlines. Your legal rights don't expire Friday at 5 o'clock, like I like to say. So yes, if you're looking at a severance package, you are very likely looking at a document that provides a lot less than what you're owed. Not two weeks a year, not one week per year, none of the stuff that your father-in-law told you. That's all malarkey. Don't believe it. It right? is malarkey. That's a very technical <laughs> term. You learned that's that in law school. That's yes. a law school term. Uh, no, it's not right. There's no rule of a week per year, uh, two weeks per year, a month per year. It's based on the usual factors, John, age, position, and length of employment. So none of that applies. So if you're looking at a severance offer, you can't say, well, I've been there for six years, therefore it's six weeks or 10 right. weeks or 12 weeks. No, you can use a calculator. You can give me a call. Please, please, please don't accept a lot less than what you're owed. Talking about things your employer won't tell you, but uh, we will here on the show. You can't be on probation for more than three, count them, three months. You know what? Actually, in, in the past three weeks or so, I've gotten a lot of these probation issues yeah. uh, where people uh, uh, calling and, and saying, well, I've been on probation for the last six months. Now, to the, po- to, to the extent that the purpose of probation is to allow the employer a period of time during which they can let you go without compensation mm-hmm. – that period of time, John, cannot be any longer than three months. Your employer is only allowed to let you go in the first three months without any compensation. So it can't be three months in a day, four months, six months, anything else. Now, they, but that, a probation is not automatic. Probation only exists if the employment agreement that you sign specifically says that the first three months are on probation, and during that time, the employer uh, doesn't have to pay you anything to let you go. Right. If it says that, then yes, you're on probation. If it doesn't say that, it's not automatic, it's not implied, and it can't be longer than three months. After three months, the loss is your own compensation, the same as any other employee, uh, and that's very important for everyone here to understand. Uh, the phone lines, we're still working on the calls are coming in, but the drive, we're, it's a technical issue, I think, but we're still trying to get them through 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. I'll ask a quick question before we go. This came from a phone call. Uh, we had someone call in saying they were let go because they started a side business. Is, can they do that? Can they be let go for that? Well, the question, I guess, would be, can they be let go for cause? Because someone can be let go without cause, i.e. with severance, for any reason. But in terms of can they be let go for cause, it would really depend on whether that side business is competing with their employer business. 
If they're now trying to compete with their employer, yeah, you better believe, John, that that would be cause. You can't compete with the company you work for. But if uh, I work for uh, a, a major computer company and I decide to, to sell shoes on the side, no, I cannot be let go for cause at all. Uh, so very important. If you have been let go, our caller, you know, we can't get him on the air right now. We're having some, uh, some phone problems. But if you have been uh, let go in that situation, you're out full severance unless you're competing, Give us a call. Give me a call at the office. I'm not mm-hmm. having any phone problems at the office. That's right. I'd love to talk to you. Then that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You want to toss us an email tonight? You can do that as well. Help at employmenthour.com. Lots more of the show is coming right up here. Talk radio AM six forty. You're listening to the Employment Hour with Lior Samfuru and John Scholes on Talk Radio AM six forty and HD Radio. 725 Monday evening employment hour continues here. If you haven't checked it out, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you're really owed if you're let go. You have questions outside of show hours other than the direct phone number to Lior. You got terminationquestions.com and that number 1-855-821-5900. We'll bounce over some emails uh, throughout the evening here. We're talking about things your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but Lior will. Uh, You get overtime even if you are on salary. Yeah, that's right. We touched on overtime early on uh, in the show, yep. uh, and and it's very important because a lot of employers, a lot of employees are confused by overtime. There's this notion that overtime is something that you get if you're an hourly employee, and if you're on salary, you don't get it. So no, that is wrong, John. You absolutely get overtime even if you are on salary. The general rule is that overtime is paid if you work more than 44 hours a week, at least for those employers and employees that are provincially regulated. Right. So if you work 48 hours, you get four hours worth of overtime. How does it work with salary? Well, whatever salary you make in a week is only good for 44 hours. So you take your weekly salary divided by 44. That gives you an hourly rate. Time and a half that is your uh, overtime rate. So you absolutely get overtime if you work uh, on salary. There's some exemptions to overtime. Uh, Managers don't make overtime. Professionals, IT uh, individuals, pool cleaners, as as you like to say, uh, you know, doctors, nurses don't get overtime. But most everyone else does get overtime. Now, the the last thing I'll say about overtime, John, and again, there's confusion about this, is if you worked overtime, even if it wasn't approved, your employer still has to pay it as long as it's legitimate. So if you had to work long hours this week, you work 50 hours to get the job done, your employer never approved it, uh, you still have to pay it. Now, if you work overtime that you're not supposed to, that could be a disciplinary issue, but your employer still has to pay you the overtime that you've worked. So remember, salary, no salary, you got to get paid. Is that one of these occasions where they can go to the Ministry of Labor? I say that with extreme caution, but that is one of the things, <laughs> overtime and stuff like that, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So if, if your employer owes you overtime and they did not pay you overtime, right. you can go to the Ministry of Labor. But you can, you can go to the Ministry of Labor assuming you want to continue working there. In some situations, if your employer doesn't pay you overtime, you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. You owe me overtime, employer. You refuse to pay it. I'm going to treat my employment as being terminated, and I'm going to go and pursue my full severance. If that's what you want to do, no. Ministry of Labor, the Labor Board cannot help you. They can simply help you potentially if getting the actual amount of money, the actual overtime that's owed to you, not to help you with a constructive dismissal, not to get you your severance. We're talking about things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but Lior will. Uh, if the business is sold, you don't have to accept a job with the buyer. Yeah, and, and this is a, a big one. A lot of employers are confused by that. Even some, some lawyers are confused by that. So let me simplify for everyone listening today. 
Uh, if your business is sold, the business you work for is sold, you have a choice. The choice is to accept uh, uh, the, an offer from the, from the buyer if there is one or not. If you reject the offer from the buyer, you get severance. How much severance depends on the reason why you've rejected it. If there's a good reason, maybe the position is different, less money, whatever it is, then you get your full severance. If there's no good reason, you just decided you don't want to, you're going to go maybe back to school or spend more time with the family, you will get your, you will get less severance, you'll get your minimum severance, but you still get paid. Either way, John, it's not a resignation. You don't have to accept a job with a buyer if the business is sold. 416-870-6400-640 in cell. It would appear that the phone lines are back up and running. Tony, how are you, pal? Hello. Hey, Tony, you hear me? Yes. Good. The uh, phone lines are like the HMS Titanic tonight, but, uh, you know, iceberg straight ahead. But it, it appears that we've got it figured out. So uh, what is your, what's your concern, Tony? Uh, my concern today, uh, this morning, uh, the store manager told me there is no more guarantee for my hours. I've been working 44 hours for the last 19-plus years. Yep. And I'm and, doing the schedule yep. for uh, my, like my, the place I work. Now they took away the schedule, and they're doing it for me now, and they're going to cut my hours. So an employer is not allowed to do this, Tony. Your, your, employer, your hours can't be cut this way. They can't be changed this way. No, no way, especially after all these years. So this is a constructive dismissal easily. What does that mean? That means that you can treat your employment as being terminated and leave and get severance. After 19 years, Tony, you probably be looking at about 18 months severance, potentially even more depending on your age and specific position. So you potentially are owed as much as a year and a half's pay. The problem, Tony, with you continuing to work and hoping that you get shifts is maybe he gives you some hours every once in a while, but by, by doing that, you give him the right to potentially do this again in the future. So maybe he cuts your hours by, I don't know, 30% now, you accept it. Uh, a year from now, if he wants to cut it by another 30%, at that point, he's able to do it because you let him do it the first time. So, Tony, it's very important that you, you don't let that happen, right? There is no guarantee for 44 hours. Now, it, the, the thing is this. If your hours actually get reduced, then there may be a constructive dismissal. If the, the effect is there's no guarantee hours, but the hours end up staying about the same, then there's no constructive dismissal. So if your hours do get reduced, if you're actually working less, making less money, you have to give me a call, Tony, and we can look at it as a constructive dismissal and get your severance. Tony, that number one eight five five eight two one. 5900. If you want to call in, the phone lines are open now. Please give us a call. We'd love to uh, hear from you. Now back to the Employment Hour with Lior Samfuru and John Scholes on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. 734 right here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have concerns about your severance offer, your job in total. Give us a call here tonight, Lior can answer those calls for you. Got uh, Steve on the line. Hey, Steve. Good evening. Hey, how are you? Good, pal. What is happening? So there is a company. I, I'm not going to say any names. No, it's a company, okay. and it's very large, and they're in CCAA protection. So, like bankruptcy protection, I guess you can call it. And there's a new bidder coming in to buy the company or restructure the company or whatnot. Do I need to accept that position, like with the new buyer coming in? Good call. So, good question, Steve. So. Here's, here's the answer is, do you have to accept it? No, but you may not be able to get any compensation if you don't. If the company you're currently working for is under CCAA protection, the creditor protection, 
Uh, they're going to sell uh, the assets of the business. There may not be any other compensation to, to pay uh, employees. So the point is you don't have to accept. There's no legal obligation to accept a job with anyone, but there may not be any severance to pay you at all. So the only way you may actually get compensation is if you get a job with this new company. Uh, maybe one of the things you may be able to do is to, to see if you can negotiate with the company that they may recognize some or all of your service with the previous company so that down the road, if they do let you go, they'll pay you based on your full seniority. But no, you don't have to accept uh, the job, but there may not be any severance to pay you because the company is under uh, bankruptcy protection. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Grant, how are you this evening? Not too bad. Good. What's I your have, concern? Uh, my concern is I've been working with a company for 28 years, and now they're asking me to report to a junior person. Is uh, anything else changing in the job, uh, your, your, your duties, your compensation, location, anything at all? No. So are they promoting someone, and then you're going to report to this person? or So how, how does it work? What are they actually doing? I am doing? not sure if they're promoting someone. So here's the thing, uh, uh, Grant. If it is a result of this change, you can see this as a demotion or it's embarrassing, then yeah, I mean uh, – that would be a constructive dismissal potentially, which means they're not really allowed to do it. If it's simply a matter, you know, you used to report to person A, now they're promoting person B and you're going to report to them, that's okay. So what I, I would need to know is whether or not this would be somehow embarrassing. If, uh, you know, you're reporting to the person that used to report to you, maybe you've been essentially demoted. No, they can't do that. You can treat that as a termination. And after 28 years, you're probably looking at two years severance. So I really need to understand whether they've demoted you or, or whether this is just a, a, a logistical change. No, they haven't demoted me. They just asked me if, uh, if it's okay for me to report to this person. Yeah, I mean, unless there's a good reason, is, is there a particular concern why you don't want to report to this person? Yes, it's the person I hired, and uh, there's no qualifications that this person has that I have. So I'm just wondering, um, I, you know, it's embarrassing. Yeah, you, you brought this person in, you're more qualified, more experienced, and, and now you're going to report to them. So first yeah. thing I would do, Grant, is I would tell your employer exactly that. As you've just told me, here's my concerns about reporting to this person. If they say, well, we're going to do it anyway, then let's talk off air. I want to understand more about the experience that you have versus what this person has, whether there were legitimate other options that the company had. That may be a constructive dismissal. I can see why that would be embarrassing uh, after all these years. But let's start with you telling the company what you told me. If they still make you do it, give me a call at that point off air, and let's see if we can potentially treat this as a constructive dismissal. Fantastic. Grant, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Now, he should be doing that in writing, yeah, not verbally? Yeah, I would do it verbally, confirm in writing, yeah. absolutely. Everything yeah. we ever talk about, whenever I tell someone, talk to your employer, I always, always want you to confirm that in writing. If it's not in writing, it doesn't Didn't exist. Happen. It never happened. Right. Gotcha. No. Okay. Exactly. Well, uh, the phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Let me get to a quick email before we take a break. Uh, writes in Barry. Uh, by the way, it's um, help at employmenthour.com. Barry says, I received notice of termination, but this was extended three times before I was finally let go. Is it appropriate for the employer to extend the notice of termination that many times? Well, the short answer is no, Barry, and here's why. 
Whenever you get notice of termination, okay, the, the reason why that notice counts towards your severance is because you now have an end date. You, have, you need to have a, a clear and unequivocal end date so you know, okay, if I got two months notice, I have two months to find another job or, or this is how long I'm, before I'm unemployed so I can get my butt in gear and, and start sending out resumes. If your notice keeps getting extended, so we were going to let you go on this day, now it's this day, now it's that day, well, now you don't know if you're coming or going. Now there's no more certainty as to whether your job ends, when is it going to end, how long do you have to find another job. Because of that, Barry, if your notice of termination keeps getting changed and extended, it doesn't count. It's as if you never got it. So uh, and what, what will happen to you at some, situ- at some point, your employer is going to come and say, okay, now this time we really mean it. So this time your employment really ends, and they're going to want to get credit for all the notice they gave you, mm-hmm. when in fact they should not be getting credit. So when that happens, Barry, give me a call. Your employer cannot just keep extending the notice of termination they gave you. We'll take a quick break. Phone lines got lots open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Email is help at employmenthour.com. And, of course, check out severancepaycalculator.com to find out what we're uh, really out. Call now, 416-870-6400 or star 640 on cell. This is the Employment Hour with Lior Samfuru and John Scholes on Talk Radio, AM 640. 7.44, we got open lines. Give us a call. You have concerns. Lior can answer them right up until 8 o'clock tonight. SeverancePayCalculator.com if you know what your severance offer should be based on some uh, quick information entered by you at the comfort of your own home. You can get to that as well. Uh, Scott was on the line earlier, said uh, he called in to say basically he, uh, he gets to work when he gets called in, goes there, there's no work, gets sent home. Doesn't get paid. Does he? Is he owed something for that? Does he get a minimum for showing up? Yes, he does. Uh, so usually for for people that work shift work, if if you get called in, you have to get paid a minimum three hours. Uh, so mm. if your employer calls you, they have to pay you. If they don't, that that's that's illegal. They can't call you say, hey, now take off and 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 you're not going to get paid. So for that, if your goal is to get paid for the shifts that uh, you you should have been paid. Or if you simply want your employer to stop doing that, for that, yeah, I would call the Ministry of Labor uh, if you want to continue working there, uh, and, and they may be able to help you. If your goal is to say, well, enough is enough, I want to leave and get my severance, which you can do this because your employer is doing something that's illegal. For that, you have to get legal advice. You can't get the Ministry of Labor's help. Right. So by all means, give me a call. I'll be more than happy to talk to you uh, and help you. But the short answer, you have to get paid if you're getting called into work. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The number we were talking about things, in fact, uh, stuff that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights. But we will on this show. You should, you should be concerned about your employment agreement. You should be concerned big time about, oh God, I sounded like Donald Trump when I said that. Uh, but, Get the but fingers like this? Concer- <laughs> and the hands up like that works on radio. My hands are bigger though, but that's a different <laughs> issue. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, John, uh, you you really need to be concerned about the employment agreement. An employment agreement is an extremely important document. It's the document that governs what we do well while we're working. Okay, it's a, do- a document that governs what we do most of our time. And a lot of people don't pay close enough attention. If you get a job, you look at what your salary is, how much vacation. Okay, I got my three weeks vacation. The salary is okay. I'm a happy guy. Not realizing that there could be terms in there 
that are very problematic that could potentially cost you big time again uh, uh, in the future. So, for example, there could be terms in there that may limit your future severance by the tens of thousands of dollars. So you may have agreed on day one down the road to accept $50,000 less in severance than what you'd be owed. An example, there could be terms in there that allow your employer to relocate you or change your job or temporarily lay you off, change your compensation. All those things could be in an employment agreement, and you may not even realize it if you don't take the time to read it, understand it, and if something is unclear, get someone to explain it to you, yeah. uh, an employment lawyer to tell you what it all means. Because you don't pay attention now, you're going to regret it later. An employer may simply tell you, oh, this is all standard stuff. Well, guess what? It's not. You can't ignore it. Take it very, very seriously. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Donna, good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Hi, we're excellent. You got a question for Lior. Go ahead. I do. So I'm an employer, and we have recently terminated a part-time employee that was on probation. Um, We offered to allow her to stay until the end of this month, which was the end of her probation. She chose not to stay, and she left immediately. Mm -hmm. So my question is, is there any severance that we need to provide to her? How long did she work for you, Donna? Two and a half months. Okay. So... Uh, did you have an employment agreement with her uh, dealing with uh, probation and how long probation is going to be? Yes. Probation period was three months. Okay, good. So the the, the, the nice thing about this, if she had decided to stay, you wouldn't have owed her anything because you were well within your rights under the employment agreement to do what you did. Yeah. But even if you did otherwise owe her anything by her refusing to stay, when you tell her, yeah, you can stay till the end of the month, that, the law may consider that as a resignation in any event in that situation. So no, the short answer is you don't owe her anything. Uh, my, my best advice to you always, you want to make sure Donna, your employment agreement is, is proper. You know, I was talking about employment agreements from the perspective of the employee a second ago, from the yes. perspective of, of you, an employer such as yourself. You want to have an agreement that, that stipulates what happens if the probation period doesn't work out. What happens if we want to let you go after the probation period? How much are we going to have to pay you? You need to address those things head on. But in your situation, it does cer- certainly sound like you would not owe this uh, particular employee any compensation. Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you very much for your answer. Thank you, Donna. We'll Thanks, get Donna. to uh, get to Jesse before we uh, we wrap it up. How are you? We'll wrap it up for this this break anyway. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's up? I was just curious. I at my at my work now. They they just changed the employment agreement, and they're mm-hmm. making us hand in our old ones. And apparently, with the new ones, it's saying that they're going to punish us for for if we don't do extra. Well, I'm a truck driver, yep. and if we don't take extra loads. They're going to take away our permanent position and change it up. Right, so we have a we have a bid every few months to get our own right. run that you, that you prefer. Yeah. So I was just curious if they can do that. So um, I take it that the old employment agreement didn't say this. The new agreement does address this. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, and, and I can also promise you again, I haven't seen this agreement. You and I haven't spoken before, but. Uh, I, I haven't seen the new agreement, I, but I promise you that there's other things in that employment yeah. agreement that are not going to be favorable to you, whether you realize it right now or not. So and the bottom line, Jesse, is you don't have to sign a new employment agreement. But what does that mean if you don't? What it means is if you decide not to sign, your employer has two options. They can decide to say, fine, to, to back off and say, okay, then the old one continues and you continue working and that's it, nothing changes for you. Or they may say, well, I'm going to let you go. 
if they do that, if they want to let you go, they have to pay you full severance. That's not cause for dismissal, not signing. It will simply be a without cause termination. So is it possible for them to say, well, we're going we're gonna to let you go? Yes, but they would owe you full severance. How long did you work there or have you worked there for, uh, Jesse? Uh, five years. And you're a truck driver and how, how old are you? 27. Sorry, 27? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you'd be owed right around six months compensation. Five to six months pays what you'd be owed in this situation. So that's what they'd have to pay you if you refuse to sign and decide to end the relationship. So you ultimately have to decide what's better for you, leaving with severance or signing under these, these new terms of employment. Uh, and if you want to know what else is in that agreement that you may not be aware of, give me a call, send me a, that document. I can read it and tell you exactly what it says. All right, sounds good. Jess, appreciate the Thanks, uh, appreciate the phone call. The number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Still got some minutes left here in this hour of the employment hour. You want to give us a call four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty. On yourself, employment hour continues right here. Talk radio AM six forty. or star 640 on cell. This is the Employment Hour with Lior Samfiru and John Scholes on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. You still got a few minutes to get your calls in here to the Employment Hour until 8 o'clock this evening, taking your concerns on the phone lines. Until that point, we'll get back to our things that employers won't tell you about your workplace rights. But Lior will. We love this one. And you have the right to the same job after a maternity leave. Yeah, what's the bumper sticker say, Johnny? Don't mess with mama. That's the one. <laughs> That's right. We're going to make lots of money making those bumper stickers one yeah, day. Get on that, would you? Uh, but Yeah, we're, we're on it. But the reality is <laughs> it's exactly right. You, you have a right to the same job, not a different job or a similar job or uh, maybe uh, a job at a different location. You, if you took a mad leave, a parental leave, uh, you have a right to the same job, the same compensation. In fact, if the compensation for the job has increased while you've been off on mat leave, you're entitled to that new compensation. Uh, and the employer, that's a very strict duty. The only time there will be an exception is, again, in exceptional circumstances where something's happened that's unexpected, that's beyond the control, that's completely and totally unrelated to your maternity leave, maybe then the employer can say, no, we're not going to give you the same position. If they don't give you the same position when they should have, not only is that potentially a wrongful dismissal, it could be a human rights issue. It's illegal, illegal, illegal. We'll take a call as they uh, come in here. Jeff, good evening. How are you? Very good. How are you? All right. What's your uh, what's your concern? Go ahead. Uh, just, I'm in the sales position right now. I'm just wondering with a non-compete compete clause, if uh, you know if they actually follow through with that, if I were to quit a job, I've heard stories that, you know, they don't really follow through. They won't uh, keep you from getting another job. Just wondering if that's really true or not. Well, there's two separate questions, Jeff. The, the, the questions are, is it something that they can enforce or is it something that they're going to try to enforce? Those are two separate questions. A non-compete generally is not legally enforceable in the sense that our courts have said over the years, we don't like terms that prevent people from earning a living. So we're not going to enforce them except for very exceptional circumstances, usually the most senior executives. That said, Jeff, that doesn't mean that your employer is not going to try to prevent you from working somewhere, uh, somewhere else by taking legal action against you. Now, ultimately, they would lose that legal action 
but that would be still making your life very miserable. It's going to cost you a lot of money uh, in, in legal fees if that happened. So you can't just ignore that. I have no idea if your employer is going to try to do that. They may try to do that to send a message to the other employees that, hey, if, uh, if you are like Jeff and you quit and you go work somewhere else, then we're going to go after you. So you, you can't just ignore it. You can't say, ah, who cares? Uh, if you're going to leave to work for a competitor, if you have a non-compete, you got to talk to your employer and, and see if you can come to terms with them uh, about it. Otherwise, you are risking legal action against you, which is not going to be a lot of fun. Does that answer the question, Jeff? Yeah, no, that's very interesting for sure. Now, with signing one, are you forced to sign these uh, non-compete clauses, or is that? Would, I heard the last caller. You said that you probably a good idea too, unless you're not willing to work there anymore. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if usually an employer gets someone to sign a non-compete as part of an employment agreement when they start working. Uh, if you're already working and now your employer wants you to sign a non-compete, well, to be honest with you, I, I don't think that I would do that. I would rather leave if I have to with severance and go work wherever I want than sign a non-compete and potentially get terminated two months later. Now I may be prevented from working in the industry for two years. So it all depends. If you're now working, your employer wants you to sign a non-compete right uh, you know, out of the blue, I'd be very concerned about that, and I would probably say no. But again, before you say no, before you even are concerned or, or thinking about saying no, give me a call. Let me actually read it and tell you whether you should be concerned about it. So, Jeff, for you, and if you didn't get through on the phone lines tonight, we're going to wrap it up. The number is one 821 5900 that'll get you in touch with Lior. Email anytime at help at employmenthour.com. And you got a few minutes, go over to severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you're really owed when it comes to your severance. The number might shock you, but there's a button you can click for a consultation and get a hold of Lior there as well. Till next time, which will be Monday evening, right here at 7 o'clock. We'll join you again once again on the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640.